Jesus, there are a lot of dwarves. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. Where were we last time? We were in places, which is why I'm going to go over your beliefs. Uh, make sure that you have beliefs that you are interested in pursuing. I have a placeholder, and I'm in the sewers right now with a uh, stupid human trying out run a dragon. Hey, that sounds like a like a belief right there. <laughs> I believe we are screwed and down the toilet. Are you sure, are you, sure you want to write that belief? Because that no. means I'm probably going to, uh, you know, sick the dragon on you. Do you really want it? Do you really, really want it? Let me think. Go to someone else. I think all the rest of you have beliefs in all your slots. Just want to make sure again that you are all interested in pursuing them. So if you haven't already, check the the thread with all of your characters on the forum. See if your beliefs are in order or if you want to tweak or change anything. Looked at my character. She says, I I can't find anything. Oh, that's right. I actually organized it. (laughs) Who am, I, who am I in the tunnels with? I know I'm lost, but I can't remember. All of the dwarves who could be moved that were injured, plus Stonebones, plus Bruna. At least I have somebody I can talk to. Uh, let's check your beliefs here. You, you intend to get unlost and return the people that you, you are in your charge. Yep. You want to find Ulfkel, because he's the... Are you saying he's the heart of the company? Well, no, no, that that's really the prince. Because he stirs us with his emotions and his fancy speech. I'm the Balos of the company. Just a facilitator. He gets people (laughs) drunk so they follow along. (laughs) He he lubricates society. (laughs) Oh, here we go. The prince is the heart of our adventure. Okay, gotcha. Okay, support his decisions. Gotcha. And our prince wanted to find Old Kill as well. So I did a conjunctive belief. Find my way out of the sewers and find the lady. Right now, you have the lady must be instrumental in our fight against the dragon, so I'm going to save her. Yes, but finding okay. her, it's a different thing. Uh, well, to save her, you got to find her first, so... And to save her, you have to, and to find her, you have to get out of the sewers, so the sewers isn't a belief <clears throat> as, as much as a, a way to achieve your other beliefs. thing is, right, you, the last thing you did in, last, in the last session was to intimidate the servant into uh, cooling his jets and showing you the way, so you're going to find her. Yeah. Right? It's a part of the the result of the role, um, the test. So making that a, a specific belief thing is not going to be a challenge. You're going to get it right away. And not kill right the now, servant. <laughs> I mean, right now, if, if I just were to look at your beliefs, uh, ignoring the situation, your two beliefs, two bottom beliefs are identical. They are. So can I leave it blank for right now and just, when I get a better idea, fill it in? <laughs> yes, you can. Absolutely. It's just going to mean that you will earn less Arta in the end, or uh, you know, you're gonna have to be like on the ball with with figuring out a new thing to do. All right, so the prince is gonna find uh, Ulfkel, find Vilari, find Flid, find everyone, basically, <laughs> find and secure everyone. Yeah, everybody's scattered like cats. Yes, and lastly, but not leastly, we have our much bashed about doctor surgeon. So there's been too much bloodshed. Used to be part of it anymore. You want to find out more about the Godard family from the Brekia dwarves if you can, okay? And you want to somehow make allies of the, of the Brekia dwarves. Uh, are you are you cool with those beliefs, Ari? You're satisfied? Yep. Excellent. I'm satisfied. We'll start with Flint in these windy, natural, wet sub scoria tunnels, with Bruna having just uh, pulled up abreast with her um, with her crutches and going. So, where are we? <laughs> 
I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> she looks, you know, over her shoulder at, at Stonebones, who's helping some, uh, some of the other wounded. And I don't think there are any more than like three or four more of you. Because a lot of you had been, a lot of the dwarves have been, been healed. They had, they had a week, uh, week to recover from like some superficial issues. And she goes, well, you, you may want to keep that to yourself just for the time being. Okay. Is there any place where we can sit there and like lay out a map and brainstorm, uh, where, where we think things are located and try to get ourselves back on course? You're kind of walking on these slick rocks, uneven ground in this, uh, shift of the mountain it's this like pointed cave tunnel slants inward there's like wet water running down the sides making a little like rill in the middle of the the path pretty yeah. much everything is is wet and awful and it's not windy but it's very echoey not to mention dark but you have a lantern right i'm sure i do if not we brought one with us when we uh evacuated uh stone bones and bruna I'll buy that. Yeah, because it's not a normal part of my equipment. Being a scout, lighting the way usually leads to exposing yourself. You'd probably have one, right? Because you can't you can't see in utter pitch black darkness, but you can see by like candlelight really well. We'll Go make ahead. sure to add it to the inventory. Well, if you have traveling gear, you have flint and steel. You have some tallow, maybe or something. You can you can make something with. But I'm sure you brought something. So I'm going to say you have a lantern. So you have light. You can see a bit ahead through down the tunnel, but there's no like convenient space for you to like lay down a map that wouldn't like make it wet. Uh, I mean, you could hold it up, and you know, where where could we be? Well, I, I, the question I, I, is the question is, do you have a map? <laughs> Only what's in my head. One of my previous beliefs was to scout out Scoria Deep and learn her secrets, of which I have not accomplished. <laughs> so if there wasn't a dragon, this is what I'd be doing anyway. Yeah, I guess, what What are you doing? Well, how do you intend to get out of this little fix? Well, forward, hopefully upward, hopefully in the direction of the gate. But uh, unless I do significantly well at a navigation skill that I don't possess, I might be in trouble. You have orienteering, right? I've got deep, dark chasm-wise. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm actually learning that. You know, sometimes for a d- dwarf, I'm terribly unequipped to be a scout. Tunnel-wise? Do you have yeah, tunnel-wise? Yeah, tunnel-wise could work as well. Yeah, yeah. finding something that's more like an air shaft and, a, and less of a sewer. Well, we read the tunnels because, hey, I'm a dwarf, and the stones themselves will tell me where to go. <laughs> okay, so so uh, tell me how, how you do this. Do you um, What does this look like? It is... Literally me running my hands against the walls of the tunnel, feeling the grain and, and, and the flow of, of the rock and the strata. My just innate knowledge of how tunnels are built uh, and dwarven construction techniques. You know, as, the, as it gets cruder, I know, hey, that's farther away from the city. But basically, we, we check out a couple of junctions and uh, we say, well, this is obviously the path back to Scorpia, Scoria. My uh, impromptu Lieutenant Bruna hopefully can uh, help me with that role. Certainly, right? If you need her help, she'll be there. I am looking at traits, not skills. How very useful. (laughs) Just for fun, let's see what you have. Haunted, right. Don't forget, oddly likable. If you wanted, maybe, there's still that sort of 
annoying like like sand between the your the back of your skull and your brain grinding against your brain that kind of weird presence of, of the ethark unguil it's not as strong as it used to be but it's still there like you could maybe tug on it <laughs> see if if you could wring some help out of this um asshole i might tug on it on a different way because he is in a known direction to the south and Maybe I can use my sense of where he is as a compass. I like it. I like it. Cool. If he's south, then we have to go this way to get to the east gate. I'm going to give you a bonus die for that, and I'm going to give you a die of helping from Bruna. It's tunnel-wise, so five dice, and I think, tell me what you want. Where do you want to go? If I can't get back to the gate uh, on a single roll, at least I want to landmark it so I can be properly oriented. You could attempt it. It's going to be more difficult. If you want to go to a, like a, some sort of landmark where you can recognize the rest of the way, that's going to be easier. Let's go with the landmark. I know the prince can sometimes be impatient, but I would rather succeed at this than stay lost. I think that's going to be an obstacle three. If you do it, you, you get to where you want it to go. If and... you don't, since you're pulling in, <laughs> since you're pulling in your haunted influence, I'm probably going to mess with you a little. Or sure. the Ethark is. Fair enough. Yes, as if if you poke the ghost, it might poke back. Are you adding any Arta? I've I've got uh, three persona. We'll we'll toss one in there. So sixty six. Ooh, really? <laughs> well, I I got one six. I I, I can spend a uh, fate to reroll that. Right? Is that your saving grace? Let's see. Oh, that's well, two successes. That's not three. <laughs> I think as you start to follow the the grain of the uh, of the rock, the water starts to pour down over your hand and onto your armor, and you can hear Bruna sort of dully behind you mumbling, uh, helping directions. The the rock in front of your the beam of your um, lantern takes on this like weird swimmy quality, like you're watching it through heat waves or or water. The light turns into this sickly greenish hue for a moment it's like the water glittering on your on your hand is not actually water but it's like it's million little diamonds pouring over your hand uh through your fingers and you're walking through this weird mist you can hear like weird elf song in the in the distance uh like i don't know has flint ever heard elf song before do you think Probably not, but again, it's one of those pointy-eared things. It's like once you hear it, you know what you're listening to. It's it's almost like it, it it's not all music. It like has some kind of enchantment to itself. Well, it's certainly not as rude and crass as a human song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or a dwarf song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're bold and boisterous. Come on, please. Yeah, this is more like. Um... I, w- I wouldn't say artful necessarily, but it's a, a bit more ethereal. Um, hauntingly familiar. Yeah, hauntingly otherworldly. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, like, there's a note of, like, maybe the voice is actually the voice of, uh, I'm in the wrong place. I don't have my name list. Uh, the, the elf you, you met. But maybe it's his voice that you hear. It's leading you on, right? It's, it, that becomes the sort of, the sort of weird beacon that, that tugs on you. Right, and you almost feel like you're being dragged along. I will hum along to a very non-dwarfy song and just let the, let that sink in uh, for the others. 
Oh, that's cool. Yes. Okay. So maybe we get a shot of like uh, outside of Flint. Maybe your eyes are slightly, you know, not there. And you're humming this song and, and uh, Bruna's uh, hobbling along and looking at you slightly worried like. <laughs> I could totally go with that. And maybe maybe there's a brief like flash of a greenish flame in, in Flint's eyes. I'll let her decide if, if that's real. I don't think not. she sees it because she's behind you. But the okay. viewer sees it, for, right? For, for, the, for the audience's uh, benefit. And, and people wonder where the legends of the Will-O-Wisps come from. <laughs> And, of course, he sings it in an oddly likable way, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead of going where you intended, I think you come out of it uh, feeling this wetness seeping into your boots. And you feel the tugging of Bruna on your on your shoulder. Dolly, sort of her voice comes into your head and, and she's saying, Too far. Flint, we have to, we have to, you can't go down there. That's insane. And you're, you realize you're in this big space, this big cavernous space. There's a lake. Uh, that you haven't seen before. Uh, and the water is this weird, it has this like weird luminescent algae and, and weird see-through luminescent fish in it. The, the rocks all about you are slick and black. You, you can hear behind you stone bones and, and some of the other dwarves swearing, you know, trying to negotiate this decline that you've apparently stumbled down. And we'll Bruna's going, Flint, what are you doing? Are you crazy? No, no, no. no. We'll stop and rest here. We can reprovision. We can recover our strength and wits. And we have plenty of water to drink. <laughs> Let's set up camp here. Yeah, this is where the sewers empty into. <laughs> it's got native life to filter that stuff out. I get the impression it's much more... Elfy and less dwarven sewery. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like you've entered this strange black, wet underworld with like these see-through fish where you can see the bones as they're swimming around in this pretty clear water. They're good uh, eating. I'm sure. Bruna's <laughs> tugging on you, and, and she's she's trying to hold you by a shoulder, and she's looking into your eyes as if to ascertain that you're okay. Like, did, didn't you um, hear me back by the by the last bend? I, I told you to stop. Can't you just smell it? This is where we need to be. Take a load off uh, uh, our boots and uh, fi- find a place to collect and uh, recover our strength. I just feel that this is where I should be. All right, if you if you if you're sure. Well, she, clear, she clearly <laughs> looks unconvinced. You know what? Uh, well, no. See, it's, this is not an intimidation thing. <laughs> we will stay here, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to boldface lie. Kind of ignoring Bruna, but not... Yeah, kind of ignoring Bruna. And the stone bones and the others. We're going to rest here. At least we're safe. Just (laughs) generally try to give the impression that I know what I'm doing. You know, take some lessons from the prince. Yeah, he's really good at playing without a script. So I just want them to have confidence in me. Hmm. Let's see if you can inspire some confidence. Let's let's uh, use command for that in this s- situation. Let's see if you can you can Fair get enough. them to look past their misgivings. I'm going to say that's an op three as well. They're still <laughs> alive, right? So not dead. Usually, you'd think it'd be worth a bigger bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, if you leave it at three, it's going to be a difficult test. I think we can fork in. A little bit of uh, clan history, a- and basically, I say, "Don't you realize where we are? We're under. We're, we're in one of the the major cisterns uh, underneath the city. We'll be fine." 
again, yeah, I might be lying through my teeth. Yeah, I think that would be false because this doesn't look like any kind of cistern you have ever seen. <laughs> this looks like a weird, unnatural lake. <laughs> That nobody has any business going near. Um, okay. Well, I'm still learning persuasion, so that don't count. <laughs> and spewing falsehoods is, is not a uh, flint strength by any measure. If anything, he's the opposite of that. If you want to put your foot down, I'll, I'll certainly allow uh, an intimidation fork. We'll take the intimidation fork. <laughs> we have gone too far. We need the rest. And uh, I, I look at, at the wounded. We cannot keep tracking for miles. Cool. Set up Make camp. It. Make your roll. <laughs> oh, hey. What do you know? They don't have a better idea. Yeah, so you can you can see Stonebones going along with it. For the betterment of, of his charges, of course. I, I think Bruna, Bruna seems uh, a little at ease at your behavior, but, you know, if, if this is what you think is the best course, then they knuckle down and, and set up camp. Huzzah. You're safe for now. But maybe once when we sort of pull back away from the camp, sort of we're backing the camera out over the lake, right? We can hear in the background this distant elf sing, singing. Totally good with that. <laughs> okay, here's a question for Slate. Do, would Slate have resisted uh, recapture? When we left Slate, he was beat to snot and he had gotten the rest of the scouts away. But all of the Brekia dwarves, including... Haunting, who had just uh, arrived with the news of the dragon, they were looking at uh, Slate and they knew what he'd done. Yes, it's all of that. He doesn't have the wherewithal to resist. Okay, cool. So in that case, I don't think we're going to play out the whole, like, them capturing you or uh, sticking you in in irons again. I think we pick up with, we pick back up with Slate being dragged along in shackles, hand to foot, chains, being dragged back to um, their main camp. If you weren't barefoot before, you are now. I was um, before. Thod is right next to you, just grumbling and swearing. That was the worst. That was the worst, worst possible thing you could have done. How brainless are you? He just sighs and doesn't say anything. He's he's reserving his right to remain silent. Right. So he just keeps keeps going. Like now, I have to. Now I have to bow before Ingrid, and everything is going to be much worse. For and me, so not on. for them. Yeah. Sorry. Said so for me, not for them. Is but, that what yeah. Slate says? He says that? No, no. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. That's me yeah. saying that. So you're you're being dragged into the the main camp again. The dwarves are not, uh, you know, on alert or anything. But uh, they're they're all in their armor. They're all somewhat prepared, and you can see this cold captain. In, in Fena's uh, service, this, this Hingrid, this uh, woman dwarf, pacing back and forth. And she spots you, Thod, and the rest of the, the axe bearers uh, as you return. Uh, and she looks surprised uh, and makes her way over. Thod greets her by uh, slamming his fist to his, the breast of his armor. He says, Captain, I don't know what to tell you. We, we lost the others. Yeah, if he if he had an excuse, he, he he clearly is like maybe I shouldn't use it. And Hingrid doesn't say anything immediately. She uh, looks him over with a, just a look of su- supreme disappointment, the way a military commander exudes disappointment, not like you know a little girl who's disappointed that she didn't get her giraffe. Giraffe? Okay. Stuffed giraffe, whatever. Pony, pony. There we go. You have ponies, yes. Anyway, and she looks over to uh, you. And she says, why is this one still alive? 
Thor goes, well, thought we could, um, you know, leverage and, and, uh, we, 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 um, he probably has information. We, you know, and Hinger's like, clearly he is useless. You've lost the others. If Fena is successful, then he doesn't matter. If she is not successful, then he doesn't matter. Go behead him. And Thor just looks, uh, stunned for a moment. And he's like, but we can't just, um, and she raises an eyebrow, uh, and there's clearly something, some history there. And he goes quiet instead. Just Captain. Uh, and he looks at you like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Puffs up his chest and uh, grabs you by the shoulder, grabs this footman's axe, this like two-handed, uh, almost halberd-esque thing from a rack. And he pulls you off toward the um, storerooms that you were kept in previously. And he pulls you there. It's just you and him right now in this moment. Like there are some max bears sort of trailing behind, uh, but they have other duties. So there's a moment between just you and him. He's looking around for something that he could use as a like, you know, for you to kneel before. So he, you know, like a, like a piece of wood or something that you would put a, a chopping block. Yes, a chopping block. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. What do you do? Not much. I mean, so I, I know it's useless anyway, and I do want to make his job easier. Help him? Yeah. <laughs> My head will fit just fine right here. <laughs> I am gonna, I'm going to help him. Have you considered a guillotine? It's much more efficient, you know? Like, I, I do believe you had some, some caveat in one of your beliefs about surviving. Uh, is that I no do. longer true? I do. Or do you have an intent with helping him? Well, just to kind of build up a rapport with him. Okay. I get to obviously kind of chat him up. Tell him where I came from. Mention that if he finds my dog, he should take care of it. You know, just kind of say, like, you know. You're, you're rubbing it in? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I'm doing it nicely. I'm being very polite and very kind. I'm not blaming him for this. And I make that very clear that I'm not blaming him for this. Hey, you're a chirurgeon. You can tell him exactly where to hit so, it go, so it's over really quickly. Yeah, actually, I'm probably going to do that. I'm going to turn around and point to the spot on my neck that he needs to aim for. Do you have an intent by being nice here? I guess so he doesn't hate me when he kills me or something like that. <laughs> so you're fine with him beheading Slate? My read, you know, by your description was like, okay, I'm going to tell him everything about myself. All the while he's setting this up, you're, you're telling him about yourself in, in like humanizing yourself so he can't do it. That was kind of my read. You know, I think, um, guys, help me out. What would be the, like, pan-dwarven symbol for dwarven unity or, like, some, some like, dwarven hero that united everyone mm. that, that you could carry with you? Is it Gothar's hammer? Is it a helmet? Is it a rune? Gothar's hammer works. Okay. Just to embellish on that, Gothar's hammer forged the dwarves in this region. So it is the origin point of dwarfdom and culture among the various dwarven communities. Right. He pulls back one of his sleeves, and he has this leather thong bracelet uh, on that sleeve, and from it depends, like, this hammer symbol, this, like, hammer pendant, which is clearly, like, the symbol of Gothar. And you you know that that means all the dwarves here are, are one. The dwarves should be in unity. Together, the dwarves are strong. It's clearly against his beliefs, I guess I'll challenge that. I'll, I'm not sure what I'll say. Something about, like, we should all be united or whatever. I don't know what to say. I really don't. Maybe that's enough. You commiserating 
would be enough for either, well, I'd be okay with course persuasion. If you get a little touchy, like if you, if you like, uh, jog his shoulder or like, uh, give him a, a friendly shove or something. Or, you know what? It could be soothing platitudes. Also factor in hopeless, helpless, deplorable state because yeah, you are absolutely waving the the uh, victim card here <laughs> i'll totally buy like a bonus die for your your pathetic appearance right now like you are beat to shit before we roll let's remember that uh you have a wound and it's a midi so you're down okay it says treated down one die but we opened it up right now it's untreated it's it stopped bleeding but it's still like pounding and pulsing in your head. So I'm going to say it's two die dice. So you only have one soothing platitudes die to, to play with, plus a bonus for for your condition. I'm going to say normally it would be like his will, but you're pretty much tapping his his beliefs here. So I'm going to lower the obstacle to two. Yeah, I have one persona. That's it. To uh, fork can in. you can you think so... of some something to like fork into soothing platitudes? I guess you could borrow, borrow a die from course persuasion if you if you do the shovey thing, which you said. So that would be four basis, and then minus two plus one three. So three dice. Yeah. If you succeed, he's gonna he's not gonna be able to do it. If you don't succeed, he's either gonna go to kill you, and you're gonna have to deal with that, or uh, yeah, some other horrible thing will happen. Ha ha! Even have a six. Not that you need to spend anything for bonus stuff. I think there, there's that moment where, like, there's nothing more to be said between you, and he just drops the footman's axe and clatters on the stone floor. And he pulls out a key from his pocket, and he unlocks your manacles, hands you the axe, and he says, I cannot be discovered having betrayed my duty. You're going to have to hurt me. How badly? Believably. Uh, he, he turns it around so that the, like, hammer portion of it faces him. He takes his helmet off. Sleep, so you know, takes a, a deep breath and, and takes the, the hammer. That's like, interesting. Okay. For what it's worth, I'm sorry about this. Uh, I think there's a genuine, like, look of kinship uh, and recognition and, like, you are on the same page right now. Totally. He nods like he knows exactly what you mean, and it's not easy for him either. So do you whack him? Mm-mm. It's against my beliefs. Well, I mean, do you, do you, sorry, do you give him a whack? <laughs> do you hit him with a hammer? I know, because I'm a surgeon, I know where to hit where it's going to cause the most amount of blood, but the least amount of actual damage. Since he's not shying away from anything, I don't think it's an it's a hammer or axe test. Let's Let's make it a... An anatomy test to see if you can get it just right. I really don't want to kill him. It's the difficulty. Let's make it two. It's got to count for the wound, so that actually be, you only get one die then. Actually, zero <laughs> dice. Uh, oh, one. Yeah. Yes, one. So you have one yeah. die, but uh, you do have that one persona if you want to spend it. Otherwise, you're going to have to risk killing him. I'm not going to risk killing him. You're going to risk killing him anyway, but the chance of killing him is going to be significantly lower if you spend the, the art up. I'll get rid of the rest of the persona I have. <laughs> Please don't well, do that. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two dice versus up two. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> so you give him a whack. You hit him right in the right place. I think he goes down like a slaughtered ox and starts bleeding all over his... Uh, 
the back of his head and, and his face. So probably have a pocket full of them. I could probably shove some painkilling herbs in the back of his hand or something. So he finds sure, them yeah. when he uh, wakes up. Uh, actually, since you don't have your pack, you can't do that. You don't have your, your bag. I said pocket, not bag. Uh, roll a d6. Roll a d6. Let's see if you maybe put some some healing herbs in a pocket. Yes, totally. So you stick you stick those in in one of his hands, and then you you bugger off, I guess. So that's a difficult test for anatomy. Whenever we get around to trait votes, Slate's getting some more traits <laughs> because he doesn't have any, or or do you have any in in mind? Hamlet falls into my mind. <laughs> I was thinking something like <laughs> Lamb of the Dwarves or something like that. <laughs> Could have handled. So the somber, hopeless steam storeroom atmosphere is exchanged for a, a boisterous babble of dwarf voices and torches and, and lanterns, meaty dwarven fingers being pointed right and left uh, as the company and the axe bearers and all of all of the dwarves saved or, or led out of inflamed scoria start to find their like their footing uh before the doom gates Wh- where do we see fandral well, what's the first wh- what's the first glimpse we see of fandral what's he doing he's probably getting people organized and we find some good place to set up a camp here Cool. Maybe in sight of the gates, but not right before them. There's there's a lot of hustle and bustle and swearing and so forth. Some dwarves are still in shock and look kind of like they've seen a ghost, but they, they tag along. The axe bearers have, once you've directed them to the right place, right, and, and they begin setting up the beginnings of a camp and, and like a, a perimeter, the more like camp follower dwarves take over setting up tents and so forth, you, you can see the axe bearers dividing. Two in particular, two dwarves in particular stand out as stirring up the others. One is this like younger, flame-haired dwarf, very animated, very loud, uh, and he has a bunch of the axe bearers behind him. And the other is this like older dwarf. He's probably one of the oldest you've had on the expedition. He's he's probably the oldest veteran that you have along. He has gray in his beard, but somehow he's still an axe bearer and not like a sergeant or anything like that. He seems to be heading up the other side, the other opposing side, right? The the uh, redhead dwarf is 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 pointing at him and and making boisterous a boisterous show of accusing him of this and that. Uh, the other dwarf is uh, the older dwarf is just standing there with his arms crossed and and occasionally returning fire offering a, a short, curt rejoinder. Um, and it seems to be about, if you draw closer, it's clearly about like who should who should be the next roar. Do I even know these guys? Sure, sure. I think I think you recognize the red-haired one as Mel, uh, M-E-L-L. He's one of uh, the ex-bearers who didn't come from Roar's band. He was like a new recruit. If you recall correctly, you think he had some claims to some uh, hall in Scoria. Uh, so he was very like fired up about going. Um, the other guy is Jorig, pretty much a marled dwarf, calm. That's about what you know of him. And Mel is just tearing into Jorig like you. You, know, you don't have any heart. You don't. You can't. You couldn't lead us. Lead us if you wanted to. Look at you. You haven't. You have no ambition. And Jorig is just. I'll just step up and go. Both of you, shut up. <laughs> I picked Roar as my captain for this expedition, and I'll pick his successor. 
Oh, okay. Jorik then, uh, he uh, strokes his gray beard and he says, then I know I will be the one you pick. For I know that you are a clever dwarf and you value a cold head, a cool head, right? And Mel is like, that's preposterous nonsense. That was not how Roar was and that's not how we should be. You couldn't take anything with your calm head, cool head, whatever it is. Right now, Cuthred is going to be in charge of setting up <laughs> camp here. Mel looks like, okay, so what? Raises his arms like, okay. Uh, Jorig, being the slightly brainier one, looks a bit tough to read, but maybe frustrated. Maybe get the sense that that he's been angling for Roar's position for a while, but no one's ever listened because he's not loud enough. And now it's like you're running him over personally. <laughs> you're passing him over again. Not you, but they are the dwarves in general. Yeah, uh, I think he says, but Prince, uh, Cuthred has experience, but uh, surely you want a senior dwarf with more experience to, to lead these people. I mean, well, we can let him set up camp. Uh, I'm not against that. Hold up my hand we don't have time for this. We need a leader, he says. And Mel looks like, duh. Yes, and right now, Cuthred is going to make sure that this camp is set up properly. I need to go find the rest of our party. Let's let's make you make a command test. Let's see if they listen. I think it's going to be four. There we go. Nicely done. The command hits home. You can see they're not happy about it, not getting a, a, a direct decision about this, but... I think I think Jorig especially uh, just says you you heard the prince everyone we can we can all argue about this later. Mel looks like he's about to grind down a stone with his teeth, but he nods and signs for his little cadre of supporters to get to work. Now what do you do? Grab a couple of bears and we're going to go back into Scoria. Oh dear! How do you want to approach this? Do you? Um, do you want to use the same tunnels that you, you got out from? Look over my maps, figure out, okay, Flint was, you know, going to the infirmary, his path there, and he'd probably likely go from there and where Ufgel was going and try to chart the best way to have a chance of intersecting those two and not getting stomped on by the dragon. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, Sigibert is there and, and supplies you um, the maps you need. Uh, I think Unferth, Unferth is uh, also present uh, since you put Cuthred on um, camp duty. If you want some like cartography help, Sigibert can could help you with that. Uh, if you want to find the best course to meet up with any or all of these stragglers. It's, uh, it's a detailed urban map, right? You'll need that to figure out exactly the stuff, but... You've already traversed the paths somewhat, so I'm going to lower the obstacle to three. Like, who do you want to get to first? I'm thinking Flint. Uh, it's going to be an obstacle three to find a good path that would intersect with his. You can get a, a, a helping die if you want to from Sigibert. No sixes, damn it. <laughs> so I think uh, you, you look over the maps. There are some inconsistencies, because this isn't just one map. So you realize that the, that there's an there's an area around that the Stone Hewers Hall that wasn't properly documented. You can find your way there, but once you're there, it's going to be a bit dicey finding where Flint might have gone. So that's the the condition, right? You 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 can get there, but then it's going to be pure orienteering tunnel wise. We got any of the scouts around? 
Froomey is he about? <laughs> Where did we put Froomey Lightfoot? I'm going to say no, because I don't remember. I don't remember him being mentioned in the ones with uh, Slate. And I don't either. Yeah, I don't think he's with the group with Flint either. He may be around. Sigurd, go find Froomey. <laughs> Roll me a d6. Let's, let's see what Froomey's up to. You wait for uh, some minutes, and uh, Sigibert returns, and uh, he looks a bit distraught. He's like, we can't find him, sire. Perhaps he is still lost in Scoria. Perhaps we might find him on the way. We got anybody orienteer us through? This sounds like a circles uh, opportunity, right? You want a tracker. You want someone who knows stuff about Scoria's under plumbing. Well, I could track. If we get close, we can find it. There may, there may be somebody among the, totally, it might be somebody among the camp follower population that would have some skills that aren't, I mean, they may not have military experience, but they may have the skills you need. Uh, what are your circles again? Well, this one is probably the dwarven warriors of Scoriadeep. There could t- totally be somebody who was a warrior, but then decided to return to making shoes or something. I'd be cool with you using that. Uh, it would definitely be a lower rank. I'm going to say it's an op five to find the specific person, a specific person who might have been formerly a warrior scout who, who are now with you. Let's see, you should be able to use a bunch of cool bonus dice. The warriors, for one. I'd probably be okay with you using Rabble Rouser as well, drawing on, on former reputations. Uh, like maybe this is somebody who was a part of the Rabble you roused back in Marl. Uh, plus, what is your circles? Four plus two for uh, Dwarven Warriors and Rabble Rouser. Obstacle of five. And the failure condition is like, I could have them show up anyway, but there's going to be some cost down the line. Failure isn't necessarily a, a, a terrible, terrible situation. It's not going to stop your intentions. You'll still get some up. Oh, okay, but you have one six. Oh, oh, with one six. So keep rolling. Oh, you get it. Cool, cool, cool. One fate, one persona. It's a difficult test, right? Do you, do you send Sigibert uh, off to find anyone, or do you do you like go among the the dwarves yourself and start shouting for someone to someone with like tracking experience? Looking around, and you got any of the scouts, any trackers around here? When you walk around, you uh, notice this bald guy um, with a really thin beard. Uh, like it would be an embarrassment for most dwarves. Uh, he's all like his hands are all dirty because he's he's maintaining like uh, the leather portions of everyone's armor. And this is a dwarf named Scalf, S K A L F. Um, and you remember, hey, he was one of your trackers in the back in the Goblin Wars, right? When when you start calling for like people and checking up on people, he 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 stands up, wipes his hands. Scalf. Yes, my prince. Come with me. I we need to find the uh, Flint and the others who were left behind, and I think I'll have need of your tracking skills. I remember he was a tracker back in the. I think uh, his eyes narrow, and I remember you leading us out of that chasm with all the goblin archers way back. I was pretty sure Dolom would have left left us for dead, but you didn't. Anytime you want, you have my axe. Good man. So um, he throws away this rag that he's been been um, drying his hands with, and uh, he picks up this shoddy human-made leather harness with bits of metal on it, pulls it on, and then he grabs an axe, puts it in, in, in his belt, and um, he's ready to go. So he got at least a decent axe. Yeah, it's a dwarf. Dwarf okay. axe. Take him and uh, maybe go unfurth. He's always up for adventure. 
absolutely unfirth. <laughs> so long as it doesn't involve drowning or snake things. <laughs> yeah, what's the odds we'll come across another strange pool in that? <laughs> what are the chances that he developed some sort of anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder? <laughs> All right, you have a path, so we don't need to bother with that. If you want to, we can we can just you know diagonal wipe, and you're you're in the tunnels under the halls that are adjacent to the the stone hewers hall. Uh, we could also, if you guys want, cut uh, Ulfkel before we get too far into. Um... Sure. Okay. So I imagine that as we're going through the sewers, Ulfkel has taken out a, a blade, and I'm just basically making marks in the wall, so you know I don't double back on myself. Uh, I'm making, I'm doing it as arrows too, so that you know scratch and then make a little you know triangle at the end, just so I know I was going that way. Okay. This servant, right? That you <laughs> that you um, intimidated, uh, whose, mm-hmm. whose hands and arms were pretty badly burnt. He's leading the way, but but you're like stopping and then making scratching symbols on the. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even believe he's ever been down the sewers. Therefore, I'm making sure that we don't double back on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a way for me to figure out how to get back to some other some other location. So yeah. So you you notice that he that this is like super annoying to him every time. It doesn't matter if you just like stop for a moment and just like draw an X or whatever with a rock. Yeah. It's every time you stop, his shoulders get slightly tighter. Doesn't help that I call him Wazak. That's dwarvish for fool. What's the matter, Wazak? Scratch, scratch, scratch. You don't want to get lost, do you? So he uh, clearly doesn't understand you, but he gets your tone of voice, right? So he just spits mm-hmm. on the ground and then he keeps going. And after a little while, you reach this door that's half, uh, it's open a crack. He looks like he's pretty sure that this is the place. So he starts shouldering the door and it's it's swelled in its frame. So he has to like really force it open, but he manages to do that. Makes a horrible screechy sound on the stone. And you enter this little like cellar area. There are old kegs everywhere. It smells of mold, uh, ale that's gone bad. Uh, in one corner, there's a stairwell going up. Look at them. I brush away any dust and maker marks. Don't you test? Uh, be beer wise, wouldn't it? Could be. I was also thinking maybe a brewer. The skill brewer. This is more like knowledge of the different beers out there. I would say beer wise is probably more appropriate. But I'll leave it up I'll leave it up to you. I'm thinking it's the craft, right? Because you would you would have reputations of brewers as part of brewing, right? You would have learned about, you know, the okay. the, the meritorious dwarven brewers mm-hmm. for you. But so, I'll, I'll I'm fine with you forking in beer wise. That's cool. So I have four dice. Let, yeah, let's make it a graduated test. Let's see what you remember. Oh, you have two sixes. Do you want more information? Sure. Pop that for two dice, so that cost me a fate point. Four. This, the maker's mark is that of the Blackstone Brewery, but it has an unusual bit of um, art to it. There's this weird flowing, almost like a Celtic, like, Triskel type of thing. Like a Celtic knot or something like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, a bit like the design work on the book. A bit, and and it's been burned into it, into the the wood on all of. It. You've never mm-hmm. seen this art before, so and it smells yeah. like it was ale, not nog. Because it was nog, it'd still be good. Follow that bit of data into my brain someplace, and then I'll follow Wazak up the stairs. He he leads you upward, and mm-hmm. you enter a dimly lit chamber, uh, kind of a 
I think it's a corner of it's like a little chamber, a little servant's chamber that then opens up into the, the larger hall where people would enter and and meet all the rest of the clan members who dwell in this. Oh, it's this particular hall. private private stock in this bigger hall that he leads you out into by this low ember fire. You see this hunched over shape, which is just. A tall human shape, but uh, hunched over, sitting on some sort of trivet or, or, or pallet. They're covered in these tattered, burnt, uh, sooty, dirty, like rags almost, it looks like. Next to this person is what looks like a weird, twisted, uh, maybe a helmet with some sort of seared tailings that's still smoking a little. Across from this person... Uh, they have their back to you across the, the ember fire. Uh, you see the prostrate form of Bregor, who looks kind of he's sooty from head to foot, has some pretty bad burns along his arm and leg face. The servant, uh, you know, points to them and uh, rushes over. Yeah, I sort of clear my throat. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I'm Wolf right. Gallop. You remember me, uh, the the brewer to the prince. The servant, he, he uh, rushes over to the um, person who's sitting with her, uh, their back to you. It reaches out as if to grab their face, but then, like, realizes his hands are burnt. So he um, he tries to, like, remove some hair. There's this, like, big mess of black hair that some of it looks like it's maybe melted. Ooh, it probably or been seared too. off or something. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, he, he looks uh, with some genuine concern. Like, you you, you kept seeing his dis, his hatred of you uh, ever since you, mm-hmm. you forced him to show the way. But now it's like, it's more hopelessness. Like, I don't know what to do. And then he looks to you mm-hmm. with that, and then he remembers he hates you. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird, I, you know, don't know what to feel, but I need help. I'll walk over and is it the lady? Uh, it's a woman. She is not badly burnt, but she is so sooty. She looks like it's difficult to tell. I got a rag. I, you know, I'm a brewer. I always got a rag. I just pull sure. it out and start, you know, carefully wiping the dust, the soot off. Madam, are you Lady Lady Valari? And I wipe away the soot. You wipe away the soot and you see some of this red skin pigment, the kind of face paint that you remember that she had in her forehead and and you see mm. i mean you recognize that a good portion of the front of her head is shaved clean um mm-hmm. but the hair sort of fallen over in her she had this big huge like head not headdress but this like the hair that was left was in this big fringe that then mm-hmm. um terminated in a bunch of cues probably half the hair was fake or not fake but mm-hmm. not her hair and this is just completely, this is completely unraveled, right? And it's all about her. And she looks uh, shell-shocked. Oh, what would be the dwarf term? She looks um, catapult-scared. troll shock. Yes, troll shock. <laughs> she doesn't look like she's even there, right? You may have to snap her out of it somehow. I look over at the, uh, at the other fellow. How are you doing? Bregor uh, looks badly off, but he seems to be sleeping. Oh, we're losing Todd. Ah, crap. So no more Todd for the rest of it? Okay. Oh, well. So Dragor is sleeping. I'm not going to wake him up. Not yet, anyway. Like, the servant is trying to to get some water for her to drink, but uh, it's a bit of a, like, she mm-hmm. doesn't really respond. You know, I sit back, and I start talking to her. Uh-huh. It's been it's been a, a hell of a, a hell of a day, hasn't it? Hasn't it been, my lady? 
Things happening today that I would never believe could happen. I was nearly killed by the damn dragon. But you, you're still here. You're still alive. You still have your people. There are people. Some I believe some of your people are still around here. I mean, look at your look at Wazik over here. He's trying his best to help you. Come on, okay. come back, come back to gives, us. I think he gives you the stink eye, and he's just started realizing that you you're using something as for his name, uh, like you're referring to, uh, to him by that. So he he grunts up, Sandar, Sandar, and he swats his chest, and then he regrets it because he I wince. Ooh, Sa- Sandar, oof, kill. Sandar. (laughs) (laughs) With the appropriate hand motions, of course. I'm trying to help the lady. Sandar. I can reach out and try to lift her chin. Is there an intent to this, like, uh, talking? I'm trying to bring her back. But the only skill I really got is coarse persuasion. (laughs) You're going to have to get into more, like, you know, back slapping, uh, massaging, face slapping. Ooh, not not face slapping. I don't necessarily face mean slap. face slapping as in like full arm slaps. I'm like, you know, slapping someone's cheek, you know. You're only half burned, honey. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, th- I'm sitting back and I think about this for a second. Then I start singing a song. It's... You have singing? <laughs> nope. But I figure you're talking coarse persuasion, you know. I'm singing a song about uh, about the old times, about uh, life under the mountain. Not you know, and... coarse persuasion. You're going to have to use sing. <laughs> or stentorious singing, if you're really loud. Which means we're opening up another new skill. What the hey? Let's try that. I mean, you know, let's be honest. The only kind of singing he knows is stentorious singing. So that would be based on what? My will? Uh, yes, it know. is your will. Dwarves love to sing, much to the chagrin of their guests and neighbors. Plus one disadvantage for singing to men. <laughs> ah, but it's also considered magical, so sixes automatically explode. Well, that's when you open the skill. So it's based on my will. Okay, so be uh, be six dice. Spiders don't care about your crappy singing. <laughs> they just want to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this this is important if you're doing stentorious singing. What are you singing about? About life under the mountain and about how dwarves get along. Yeah, the carefree days and and the more carefree days to come. At least one persona, so I get the six dice. Uh, I'm going to say three. Uh, So it's a six. Yeah, it's a a double to six. If you succeed, you're Mm going to bring her around. If you don't, Mm -hmm. you're still going to bring her around, but you won't like it. Oh, I'm going to spend a fate point and pop those sixes. Ah! <laughs> Almost! You, you see her start to, you see her start to come around, like you, you see her eyes starting to track things slowly, and then she mm. looks over to you, and she looks confused. Forgive me, lady. Slap. Okay. She, I think she draws back, kind of like like a dog that's been chastised. She holds up a, a hand to her face and she looks at you with terror. I did uh, that to wake you up, lady. Yeah, you, you got people to take care of. You got yourself to take care of. You got this poor uh, S- 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 Sandar here to take care of. You can't be here moping around feeling sorry for yourself. You notice, by the way, that Sandar is like, he was this close. When you slapped her, he was like this close to jumping on you and doing something. But then he realized that he has burnt hands and it would hurt a lot. <laughs> He's not liking you anymore now. She looks possibly even more confused. And then she begins to form words as if as if uh, she's unused to using them. And she says, I'm not a lady. I'm, what did I do wrong? You've done nothing wrong. Why, but why did Master slap me? 
Oh, that gets a look. I look over at because uh, he's not even saying word because she's saying dwarvish right now. She doesn't speak dwarvish, so uh, this is you understanding human speak, which isn't un- uh, unheard of since they come and trade in in. Uh, okay, no, you said you couldn't understand uh, Sandar though, or is he speaking another totally different language? Probably speaking uh, specifically their dialect. So she's speaking like the trade trade human yes. language. He's got that thick accent. There's no, <laughs> there's no master here. There's you. What are you gonna do? Well, what well, what can I do? I'm I'm just a servant. Face palm. And she looks. She starts to like look down on herself, and she sees that she's in these tatters, and she looks around, and she looks like, what the hell is going on? I go over to Dregar and give him a boot. Just a soft boot. Wake up! Do Wake mean, up, man! Do you mean Bregor? Bregor, Bregor. Sorry. <laughs> I think he he starts coughs really horribly like he swallowed a lot of smoke and his eyes sort of blink open and he looks around and his eyes are bloodshot they immediately like tears uh pour down and make little runnels in in the soot on his face he's trying to focus on you he mumbles something but it's it's unintelligible sander water make the hand motions he takes the cup the copper cup that he has for valoria and he walks over to Bregor and helps Bregor drink. He doesn't. His eyes doesn't leave you at all. Right now, he's like mm. a hawk. He's just waiting for you to start abusing <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Bregor takes a, a long drink and and uh, he coughs some more and then he does a. <gasps> oh, we survived. What's happening? Yeah. Well, you survived, but I point to the point to the lady. What's going on here, Lady Valari? Are we home? Hello, Lady Valari? Um, she, I think she looks at you and she's like, she says, I, I'm, I'm not Lady Valari. I'm, my name is Alinia. I'm, I'm Valari's servant. My turn and look at Bregor. Where's the uh, lady? He looks confused. He's coughing and he's raising himself up on his elbows and grimacing because they're burnt. He looks around and he doesn't answer you. He, instead, he says like, where, where, where is everyone else? Uh, uh, humans all look alike to me, but I don't, I don't remember. Did she actually have some like servants with her? Oh yeah, she had a whole host of servants, men and women. Were they dressed similar, or they were they dressed different from? No, her? no one had this kind of elaborate clothing. The viewer, right? The viewer of this film or TV show would would recognize this as the the ritual getup that she got into before Tarsimon came up and started starting the whole fire thing and the dragon. Uh, it's just really really ruined and the the helmet thing with all the drooping shit is her like helmet headdress that had the yeah. sort of faux dragon snout symbolic thing on it oh it's um, completely burned off now yeah Ufko takes his helmet off and just you know rubs his head and puts his helmet back on again well i don't know where the rest of them are but i know i got you three here and we need to get you someplace safe so any are you any in condition to move I can move, says uh, Bregor. I look at his arms. Now, look at the tatters. For decency's sake, we'll keep some on, but I start taking a lot of the tatter, tatters off of her dress, and I start dre- I just wrap his wrap his arms. I'm not a, not a doctor, but I, I figure, you know, the best thing you can do is wrap, you know, wrap him up, and I'll, I'll call Sandor over, and I'll wrap his arms, too. Let's see if we can make this uh, beginner's, like, field dressing, if, uh, unless, you do, unless you have that. No, of course not. I'm Mr. Learn Everything. Is that based on... 
I believe it's perception. I see. I've seen stone bones do this before. How hard can it be? Yeah. yeah to not to not make this worse, it's an ob two. So I gotta be a four. Yeah. No sixes. <laughs> Damn it. So I'm a little too tight with the dressing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if Slate were here, he'd be like, "No, <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> You can't use sooty bandages on burns. <laughs> it can't hurt too much. They're sterile. <laughs> <laughs> you tell yourself that, yes. <laughs> you help bandage Gregor's burns. Sandar, the servant, he just doesn't let you get anywhere near him. I just toss him some rags and say, suit yourself. And then I'll help the late. I got to put air quotes around this. The lady up. Come on, dear. We're going to go someplace safer than this. Yeah, Gregor levers himself up and, and is right behind you. Sandor is, like, hovering near you in case you come up with some other stupid idea, like hitting the lady again or something. We'll go ahead back um, down into the sewers. What do you want here? Do you want to find your way? Find a way back to the to the Black Gate. Now, I know which way we came because I marked the way. This is going to take you back to the uh, manhole you you entered to get away from the... The dragon. Dragon, yeah, but I want to get to the. I want to get to the gate. I don't want to go to the service because I still think that dragon is up there looking for me. So, can I convince you to let me do a tunnel wise to figure out how to get to the black gate, the doom gate, via the sewers? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. Yeah, I know the way I came, and I, uh, Sandor has some knowledge of the sewers. It seems. I think so, unfortunately he is too busy like watching you like a hawk, because he thinks you're going to hurt the the lady to actually offer any help. Also, there's the language barrier. Well, I guess it's up to me then. So, what's my obstacle? I think it's going to be three, three, so six. Any bonus for me marking my way so I have some idea where things are? No, you're going nope. a different direction. Any Arta before you roll? Nah, I did roll six. So I'll re-roll that. I'll spend a fate point. Nope. So four, we are lost. Okay, so you you tell me, like, uh, what does this tunnel-wise, like, orienteering look like? How do you find your way? How do you intend to... There's this one line that leads to this place. I follow it back to we get to a crossroads. And then very carefully, I poke my up through a sewer, up through a manhole or through a drain vent and look and see where I am and try to figure out, okay, this is that street. All right, back down again, this way. Uh, I think you just left one of those, like, manholes, and you, you jump down, and, and you know roughly which direction to go, and you take some steps uh, in that direction, and then there's this booming reverberation in the mountain as probably the dragon just landed right above you, right? Like it pounced or something, and the ground shakes, the tunnel caves in, and it separates you and the lady from Bregor and Sandar. Uh, Sandar is probably actually caught halfway under the rubble. This is where I say feet don't fail me now. I grab her and I just start running. All right. You can hear the coughing and, and like, desperate uh, shouting of, of Bregor as you, you know, career down the tunnel. And there's the further rumblings, and, and there are, like, bits of stones tumbling down around you. You don't hear screams, but... Well, I'm trying to keep her safe, so I'm running as fast... I mean, hey, that's... Sure, you, that's you, you take her away from the, the actual, like, uh, cave-in. Once we get far enough away, I'm going to stop and look back. Is it, you know, is it open now, or is it just caved in, or...? You see a lot of dust clouding down toward you. If I can find a side tunnel, I go down. This, I go into the side tunnel because a I don't want to have the dust clear and have a face look at me. Uh, you know, as you take uh, stock of the situation, 
you know, you start realizing that Valori is like shaking uh, as you pull on her again. She's she's just frozen to the to the spot. She's just in utter shock. Like she doesn't know what's going on. And uh, thankfully, I have command as a as a skill. I command her to follow me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. It's three dice. Can I add in course persuasion? You know, with a good yank. All right. So uh, the obstacle is going to be three. Is course persuasion a work for command? Uh, nope. It is or not. Tor- Three dice versus three dice. Yes. Ooh, two again. One. So you plead with her, uh, or not plead with her? You you try to get her going to move. Yeah. yeah move. And yeah. then there's another pounce, and the the tunnel shakes, and more stones start falling down, and that's where we're going to leave you until we pick you up again. Let Let's go back to Slate. You're um running through the tunnels, I guess. Kind of blindly, but yes. Where do you want to go? Back to the other dwarves. And by other dwarves, do you mean the expedition uh, or Scoria? Like you, you heard that Scoria has a dragon. You, you've never seen the dragon. You, you don't know anything about it. You haven't heard any rumblings, except maybe distantly, but that happens every once in a while. First of all, I want to find my dog. That's probably going to be back into the Brekia camp. Oh, jeez. He's... In the Brekia camp. You could hear him being uh, tended to as you were imprisoned. Okay, at least Pickle he's safe. Little shit. All right. Try to head back to the prince. Would this count as unfamiliar land at night? Uh, you don't have a light, so I'm inclined to say so. You can probably make out really distant lights here and there, parts where, where natural light come down from, from the surface. But largely these tunnels are pitch black. So finding your way all the way back and not getting lost on the way, that's going to be an ob four, which is going to be tough. Considering it's a it's a learning skill, it's going to be double to eight. Uh, you're down two dice, so you have four dice, and you need to get eight. So this is super tricky. And probably not going to happen. Uh, you do have some fate, so you can open sixes if you roll them. If you succeed, you're going to find your way. If you don't, you're going to find something else interesting. So it's six. Forty-six. Uh- because you have you, your head is throbbing from the the wound. Zero. Oh, okay, fair enough. Ah, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I think in the darkness, I grew. <laughs> that would be boring. I think in the darkness, you you lose you lose your sense of direction. You think you're going straight, but after a while, you realize you probably went down somewhere. There was like a slight decline somewhere, and and you took a wrong turn. And now the tunnels are just going, you have no idea, right? Uh, They seem to be more natural. Uh, And after after about a half half an hour of going in this way, your feet kick something. You stub your toe on a shield, maybe? Like the edge of a shield, and it starts clattering away over the stone. Ow. And And you hear the echoing of it is quite profound, like you're in a bigger space than you thought. It's pretty much pitch, pitch black now. I guess I just keep going, because I don't have anything else. All right, so you stumble forward, and you stumble into a shape with your with your shins, with your feet and shins. You don't know what it is at first, because it's sort of uh, unyielding, but also soft. But then you're like, something jogs loose in your head, you realize, oh, wait, that's the clink of mail. And you think you, may, you maybe stumbled on a body. Uh, in which case, I will back up. So I don't want to hurt the dead. You notice when you step away that something sticky is uh, attached to the, the male, and it's attached itself to your leg. Oh, I'm in a spider nest. Okay. 
I would like to back up the exact way I came because Slate is smart <laughs> enough to realize where he is right now. And that's where you, when you hear like this low susurration. I'm afraid of spiders. Do not describe them very well, please. No, no, no. You just hear this low susurration behind you, almost like, like an exhalation, like. Oh, don't laugh at me. He's actually going to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit like somebody is is mocking you. And you can hear this really, really, really strained, like this creature was not meant to ex- uh, make these sounds, right? But they've managed to do it anyway. So it's this really strained, like... Yes, I'm a dwarf. I, I would like to be a leaving dwarf. You'd like to be a leaving dwarf? <laughs> Was that what you said? Yes. <laughs> there's there's like this weird wheezing of contemplation. You get this. I'm not going to strain my voice anymore because that's not going to work. I'm going to kill myself. But you get this. No. Dwarf, stay. I would rather not be dinner. Can I uh, do anything for you? <laughs> I'm not look. I'm not turning around and looking because I know what it is, and I am not gonna scare myself wit- myself as a player witless by examining this thing. Yeah, I, th- I think you feel rather than more than anything this like big presence closing up on you. You, you don't hear it, but you can feel it, and like maybe the, the hairs on the back of your head start rising up, raising up. You can probably imagine just the the, the dripping of saliva behind yep. you, and then. There's this more profound, more and more uh, closer now, like, what dwarf offer? There's something that you want other than food? Hmm. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? There is this dull glinting suddenly right next to the, the left-hand side of your face. And you see this massive, massive by spider standards, not massive like we're not talking like a Volkswagen Beetle type of spider but you see this spider leg spindly spider leg coming over your shoulder and there's this glitter in the hairy termination of the foot whatever like it's it's been dusted by something that gives off light and it glitters and gleams you hear the voice saying show us more more luminescent he's probably aware that that's a luminescent fungus or something don't you, That's herbalism. Uh, That's herbalism. Yeah, you can test herbalism. See if you know what it is. So I have three dice. What's the difficulty? Uh, let's make it two. One five, one four. So two successes. There we go. Yeah, you're pretty sure it's not uh, a fungus at all. This this is some weird dust from from a stone. You think you don't know what stone? I'm gonna just. My leg is stuck. I'm not, like, going to pull on his web or anything. Your but... your leg is attached by a very thin tendril to the mailed shape in front of you, the mailed corpse in front of you that you now can vaguely see and make out. But you're not actually caught. Okay. You could snap it and run if you wanted to. I'm not going to do that. But you could. Just say. I'm going to ask the spider, would you let me see that stuff? Like it's maybe a foot away from your face. Okay, so it's stone dust. I can tell that. What kind of stone glows? Radium. <laughs> <laughs> There's this, like, frustrated exhalation and, like, glowstone, of course. Right, glowstone, glowstone. Do I know where to find that? Or is that not in my body of knowledge? It has to be some cool skill, like geology or something like that. 
stone wise or mining yeah it could be mining mining includes prospecting or yeah recognizing stuff like that and it could also be it could also be stone wise or gem wise or or you could go mining uh or you you could use uh stone wise or gem wise uh whichever you prefer i don't have any of them so gem wise i guess so write that down and that's going to be a perception skill what kind of test is that? I think this is a pretty unusual stone, but because it glows, it has a reputation. So I'm going to set the obstacle at two to recognize what it is and, and where you might find more. Um, so it's a routine test? It's two, but since it's uh, beginner's luck, it's double to four. So yes, it's a routine, so it counts toward opening, but you're rolling again against four. And you're down two from your perception to four, so it's... Four dice versus four. Can I fork anything in? If you had mining or, or if you had something similar, you could some use Die traits, maybe? Die traits, not sure, unless you have some really, really funky ones. I shaved from earth and stone. Ah, oh, I keep forgetting you have sixth sense. And sixth sense, yeah. I'll remember it for next time. I, I'm ambushing you with a spider. On purpose. <laughs> because you know I'm terrified of them. Well, I'm not describing anything horrible here, so... I thank you for that. You should be good. Yeah, one. One success. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you've heard of it. I think you heard some of your patients muttering about... Like, way back when, when you started this expedition, there was a group of adventurer dwarves tagging along because they had some experience in the, in the underway. They had an unfortunate encounter with a, a tomb on the way. And didn't return. But before that, you often heard them talking about this, like, glowstone deposit that was supposed to be uh, hidden away somewhere beyond Scoria. You're not entirely sure where, but it should be beyond Scoria. Near, in the vicinity of Scoria, but, but rather between Scoria and Breccia in the north, not between Scoria and Marl in the south, where you came from. I'm going to tell the spider that. Okay. Like, all of it. Like, I don't know exactly where it is, but I've heard that it's between here and here, and then I'm going to add in, I will help you get it. I will help you get to the deposit. I just need to get back to my people, and they can help me find the way. I, I think this is persuasion. <sighs> Another skill I don't have. Uh, you're learning it, right? So it's going to be difficult, but yeah. The only reason I suggest... Uh, persuasion and not coarse persuasion is I don't see you getting buddy-buddy with this thing. Um, no, I am not getting buddy-buddy with the spider. Fuck that. <laughs> You're persuasion. not elbowing the spider in the ribs going, come on, you can trust me. <laughs> and what persuasion is will? And you're down two from will. You have five, so you have three now. And the obstacle is going to be... I'm going to say three, so it's double to six. So for right now, it counts as a difficult test, so you can record a difficult will test. See, there are some upsides to being horribly damaged in the head. It's easy no, to learn, no, they're apparently. not. <laughs> oh! Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. I think the spider says, You go, but first, I have a taste. Taste? I will what? find you, then. Easier. A taste. <sighs> as long as it won't kill me. You kill me, I can't help you. You just get that mocking, fake laugh that it's sort of making. <laughs> no, no, John, stop. <laughs> sorry. Too much. Already going to have nightmares about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you let it? Yeah, I'll let it. I trust this thing. 
strangely enough. We're, we're going to count this as a, a light wound. I already have one, so... A lot loss, right? You get another light wound. If you already have one, do you have a light wound? I thought you had a midi. I have both. Oh, right, right, right. My mistake. Last time, when I, I first said you should get a light wound, but then I said, uh, actually, your head wound opens up again, right? So the hella beating, that was your, your bleeding head wound getting worse. So so this is the first light wound you get. So I'm not going to describe it, so you, you won't Please have don't. To imagine it, but it snacks on you, and then it lets you go. It rubs some of the dust on you, so uh, there's some some illumination so you you can well, use I intend it. to keep my word so I probably ask it if I can put some in my pocket or something to analyze later it'll rub some on you uh, and and say for finding way out because okay. now that it's glowing your dwarf eyes can adjust uh and you can see much better right you still don't see as well as like daylight that you would when you had a have a lantern but you see pretty well now how am I going to find my way back to the prince from here I think it says something like up up Winding way up. Winding way up, okay. Blow the wind. I'm gonna do what the spider says. Alright. Uh, in that case, you won't have to make any tests, right? You you will make it out. Eventually, you'll, you'll make it back to your camp. But we're gonna, you know, close off the scene where you um, say goodbye to the spider and walk into the dark. I'm gonna add a belief, I guess. Okay. Do you want to revise one of them? Because you have three already. I'm going to get rid of, just completely get rid of, make allies of the Brekia Dwarves, because that's not going to happen. I think you just did, right? I'm, I was going to award you for making an ally of thought. One ally. <laughs> hey, it doesn't say all of these Brekia Dwarves. It says these Brekia Dwarves. When the GM dangles you a Benny, take the Benny. <laughs> What's I a wouldn't Benny? get rid of it. Since, since Todd is not here... Would you guys prefer that we close early and get back to like Todd next time? Yeah, I'm about um, as far as I can. I can allow Bandrel to get before they start intersecting. And since we don't have Flint, I'm thinking like, uh, yeah. And I don't want uh, I don't want to to sit here and just be like, okay, la di da, you know, listening to everyone else playing. That's not so much fun. So. Yeah, so I think, you know, seeing the glowing form, or at least partly glowing form of Slate going up the tunnels like a ghost. Uh, the, the little, like, glow stick foot end of the spider waving goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do the Arta earnings stuff, then. Oh, I did. Add, and if I am coming up with a new belief, find out who the lady is. But that's, oh, you one. know, Good one. for the future. Definitely for the future. Okay, so let's start with you. Um, All right. You wanted to save the lady. Um, I'm still work, working on it. Certainly working on it. That's fate. And, you know, yeah. depending on how you look at it, like, um, I could get, I could award you from one for finding out who the lady is inadvertently, right? This session. I know she, she claims to be a servant. That's yeah. I'll the take first it. step to finding out who she is or if she is. So I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. And I can fill out Todd's if you want to award stuff to him. Oh, okay. We can we can go down to Todd. Really, the only thing he did was to get really more lost. Right? He didn't find anyone, and the prince was not there, so we couldn't support his decisions. So that's a a fate point for uh, for the first belief. And um, Fandral, I think uh, fate for finding uh, Flint or attempting starting it. And I mean, I could start awarding stuff for the others, but I'm uh, the explicit intention was to find flint this session so i'm gonna go for that one fate and for our 
illustrious chirurgeon. I'm inclined to I'm inclined to uh, award a mold breaker persona for uh, there's been too much bloodshed because you kind of went outside of, of your values when you knocked thought on the head. What do you I guys t- think? I agree. And when he was going to let his own be shed, you know, there's this. Even though we don't have the uh, do no harm, he did harm. Which is that it was a great moment for me, right? Because because uh, we got the the uh, the moment where you won someone over, but then I was like, yeah, and to do it, you got to do this. <laughs> so that's a persona point for for Ari or Slate, and I also think you made allies of Thought. So that's another. Yeah. You didn't really learn anything new about your family, or and you didn't pursue it either, so that's okay. Mm. Oh, here's something I'm terrible at. Did anyone think they followed a, an instinct that got them into trouble? Nah, not my apply. Maybe. Hey, Slate, uh, would you say Never Enter Fight I Can't Finish is uh, got you into trouble with, uh, you know, you kind of were captured. Yeah, right? that may have gotten me into a bit of trouble. Yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. so. You were about to be beheaded. <laughs> So uh, one fate for that, because your instinct is never enter fight, I can't finish. And you certainly couldn't finish that fight. Does anyone think they had a trait that they played, played up, maybe got them in trouble or took the game in a new direction? Well, none of my character traits really applied. I don't say I was that impulsive. I was dealing with a situation. You sure? You You just slapped a noble in the face. Would you say that's impulsive? (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll go with that, yeah. Got you into further hot water with um, Sandar as well. Dirk, do you think King Under the Mountain, you acting uh, like the final arbiter in in dealing with the dwarves, the axe bearers, do you think that would count? I don't know if it's getting in trouble or not. Not necessarily in trouble, but if it's if it takes the story in a in a new or specific direction, if you're acting on it and it takes the story in a different direction, sure. Because you could have been tied down in this like horrible back and forth of like, well, I'm gonna rule, I'm gonna be the captain. No, I'm gonna be the captain. So that's a fate for you. And I think that's that, unless we have some voting to do. Yeah, so let's do workhorse. Now this is a bit. You know, you were all in different places, so it could mm-hmm. be a bit, you tell me, right? Uh, the character most relied upon in a given scenario for mundane stuff, having that piece of gear to make a scene go, having that skill to get the other characters safely through danger. And generally, mm-hmm. if you're helping or, or forking stuff all the time. If anything, we all went, went in opposite directions and got ourselves in deeper. What do you think about Fandral circling up people to um, help find mm-hmm. the other dwarves? Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another persona for her. Damn, I was supposed to deplete your persona, not add to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Any MVP notions driving the story forward? Um, Not that kind of session, maybe? Nah, we're building up to that. We're not there yet. Okay, cool. I have a notion about this, the the pacing. I think probably I can be a little faster getting from scene to scene and like moving things along. I think it's partly because coming back to the system and I'm a little out of touch. If it's okay with you guys, I'm going to try to pick up the pace a little. Uh, is that something that... Sure. Yeah. We can, as we get back, maybe be a little quicker in deciding, okay, I'm going to do this and work this. And here's the role. Yeah. That's Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think all of us did that, so. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Thank you for playing. Let's hope we get Todd next time and uh, for a full session. Catch you next time. See you. Bye-bye.
Remember your alphabet, Wilhelm. I wish I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember that as one of my beliefs. <laughs> hey, if you just find two sticks, you can cover the sticks and you have rape sticks. <laughs> Somebody shoot John. <laughs> I could, don't you think I would have? <laughs> and we've gone quiet. Not you. I know. Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?